Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and we got a special one for you today. Today I'm joined by Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? How's it going? How's it going? Glad to be oh. here. Oh, I'm glad to have you. We are also joined by Aurora Carter. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Great to be here with a fellow black man. This is nice. I feel safe. Yeah, for, for the first time in forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first time ever, actually. Uh, for the two for the two of you on the podcast together, but uh, yeah, we're talking Euphoria first half of season two. We've uh, we've just concluded it this past Sunday, the fir- uh, first half of it anyway. Um, it's been quite the roller coaster ride thus far. Yes, over on HBO. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been something. I don't uh, I don't know how to you know, and they've always kind of had that recipe down, like starting the episode with some like jaw droppers, but man. Like, half of these episodes are, like, jaw droppers at this point. Like, you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> I just sit there, mouth agape. I like, I'll, like, I don't, like, I'll watch things with audible reactions sometimes. Usually it's Star Wars shit or Marvel shit. Yeah. But, yo, I'm watching Cassie in her in her dream state tell, tell Maddie, like, yo, I am fucking your boyfriend. Like it just unloading all of that on her, and then I'm like, I'm sitting there like, oh shit, do it, Cassie, do it, and then uh, then she put, fades out. And I'm like, ah, you know, like I'm like I'm watching this, narrating this shit as I'm uh-huh. watching. No, it's, it's uh, it's fucking hilarious. The like. only thing that kind of like is weird to me is. Like is Jules and Nate not even a thing anymore? Like is like because I'm so weird because it seemed like Nate was actually like invest in Jules and they were just like we're not doing that. And Fesco even said says it at one point. He's like, "What? Because your son's in love with fucking Jules?" Yeah. So I'm like, with "Fucking a, Jewel? Is this like <sighs> a slow, slow, slow burn? Like, what is this? Yeah, no, because like confused. That- I'm fucking confused. I, I expected that plot line to be resolved by the end of season one, and then it was just kind of like, Brought maybe out. we will. I, like, maybe. is it just kind of on hold until he can get the tape back? Like, like yeah, is that I, just his whole game? Is that he's just doing whatever he can to get his hands back on that disc of his dad fucking jewels? Wait, so he doesn't have the disc, right? His no, Maddie, Maddie has it right stole now. it. Oh, she still has it. Dang. So like I'm I'm just curious like that's that's my that's my one complaint about the season is that some of it don't make fucking sense. Yeah, uh, it, it looks really good though while it doesn't make sense. And that's yeah. the saving grace of the show, frankly, is its visual uh, is its visual aspects. It's uh it's very well shot, very pretty, very well lit, very well performed too. The acting in it is uh 
really, really phenomenal. Everyone you know, in I there is a, like Jesus oh, just fantastic. And the soundtrack just too. Labyrinth, man. That, Labyrinth. That's, wow. Ooh. But I'm gonna tell you, uh it's been an interesting season. I I and mostly interesting in the in the social media reception of this show too. Uh this is this is like right now pretty much the biggest show uh, uh, according to the internet right now. You know, I'm yes. on Twitter and I see half of half of it is euphoria. nothing but euphoria coverage uh or takes and it's got everyone thinking they're really no television. Uh it's kind of a, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Just the amount of people who are like, "What are we even doing here? Did they forget that Rue is the main character? What's what why is why is Cal getting 10-minute scenes?" Uh, yeah, I always had that idea though, because I'm I'm starting to feel less like this is a uh, story with the traditional narrative, like most other stories that are kind of wound around one central protagonist, and then mm. they're fighting some someone who is, or like they're they're there's someone who's trying to destroy them in some way. This is more like just everybody is just getting like everybody's just fucked, like everybody's just like their life is in the like. On it's the verge of basically being in the in the dumpster, and they're not even eighteen. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I feel like there isn't no main character. You know, people will look at this season like, I heard some people say, "Well, Zendaya's not getting any screen time, so maybe they're writing her off." And I said, I don't think that. I think is that whoever is like fucked at this time is that main character because that's who's getting fucked but then if you realize in episode two when they go to school and it's jules and rue walking the camera has a way of being like all of these people are the main characters like you will see them walk this way it's not even another shot it's like the camera just goes from one angle zoops around to another boom these main characters are right there doing their shit and it's like these are like it's an ensemble like uh it's 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 about everybody. Like it, I, Rue is obviously the central figure, given that she is the she's the uh, narrator and stuff. So she's automatically who we project the face of the show onto. But of uh, uh, and she rightfully so. She is Zendaya after all. But uh, it's just a, it it has opened up a lot. Like the first season felt more like Rue was a uh, you know really working to. Not, not really working, but there were moments where you could tell she was trying to better herself for the sake of jewels and stuff like that. And uh, this season, she's just thrown everything out the fucking window. Everything. Uh, like, she don't give a fuck anymore. Right, uh, which, at a, at a weird point in season one, you kind of wished for that. Like, because, like, you were like, oh, like, Rue's sober. It's not going to be as fun anymore. And then, like, Rue's not sober anymore, and you're like, oh. I just wish, for the love of God, she would be sober. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was, like, normal high this season, because I'm like, she's messing with, like, like... She's on some hard shit this and season. And the people, like, she's just doing all of these drugs and not getting any profit. And I'm like, Rue, you are going to get fucked up. Like, Fez, somebody is going to get hurt. And I'm just I'm like I'm getting so much paranoia every time she opens up that case and does drugs. I'm like, oh my god, she's going to the get dumbest up. shit. And Fezco was like, Fezco warned her, man. She was like, 
he was like, do not like he was like, I don't want to hear this idea. No, no, no. And then she goes ahead and she start like, what made Rue think she would ever do that? Like be able to distribute these drugs and not feel compelled to keep them and do them. That's what I was saying. Like, yo, what the fuck? You're not, you are not, you are the most self-destructive person that I know and you're not even real. Like, that's just <laughs> how I feel. And, but Jules, I kind of feel like weird about her with the, um, the cute, the cute boy. What's his name? Um, Elliot. Elliot, yes. When she was like, do you want to fuck, you know, like, Rue and da 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 And then, but now you're like, even though nah, I can see, get it though, cause he's like really, really charming. But Dominic like, Fike, yeah. that's a that's a Dominic man. Fike. That's what I was thinking. I kept thinking Omar Apollo for some yeah, reason. Like, that's not him. Nah, but uh, it's it's really interesting at this moment in time. There are straight up two characters on the show that I fucked with. Uh, everyone else is kind kind of terrible in some way, shape, or form. Uh, ah, three. I'll give three. I fuck with uh Fezco, obviously. Love him. Uh, yeah. Lex. Lexi. Fez, Fezco's like the least problematic individual in the show, and he's the lifelong drug dealer. Like, right. <laughs> he just wanted this man's got a heart him. of fucking gold. I love him. I like, love when him. they kicked off the season with him beating the shit out of Nate Jacobs, I was like, okay, I'm all the way back in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I'm absolutely ready for whatever is about to happen because Fesco just beat the shit out of Nate Jacobs. And then we get Ashtray beating the fuck out of Cal. Come on. What more, <laughs> what more did you want in season I one? I love you know what I'm saying? that scene. He's just like, I am so confused. It was just like, <laughs> confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. I love I love how fast talks. He is like, oh, it's the best. Angus he Cloud. Is so that man's a legend. But can we talk about when Mouse gave Rue fentanyl? I I know that's oh, season yeah, one, year. but my heart was like, oh God, oh God, please don't rape her. Please. And then Yeah. That was a nightmare. Oh nightmare my God. Scene. And then I I kind of feel like Okay, I'm going to get very explicit. But um, it's like when you like watch porn and like a favorite celebrity musician that you love and respect is playing in the background and you just can't do it because you love them. That's how I felt when Jules was eating out Zendaya because I was like, like, I said, I love you. Like, I can't watch. No, yeah, it was. It was new. You know, I was like, I was like. Oh, that's that's a character played by Zendaya getting her pussy ate. Yes. Um, and I know Tom Holland was in her ass. I know he was like, yo. Like, you yeah, know, I was. was fucking you up last night with this. Hold up real quick. Let me show you. <laughs> Let me show no. you. <laughs> yeah, they no. keep taking it. It's cra- It's kind of telling, though, online, like, if you look at how many people are just having common discourse about not watching Euphoria because they show so many, like, dicks. Like, yeah. you're like... They're like I, I've seen stuff where it's like, "Hey, the ratio just ain't right," you know. It's like, you know, I'm like, this this makes little sense. You understand? Because it's like, if if it was just like a normal show and had a bunch of naked women, if it was like Game of Thrones, nobody would really care, right? No, yeah. Like, I mean, Cal had a whole whole ten minute fucking monologue last episode, and his dick was hanging Holy out. Holy shit! That was hell- <laughs> you know what? I didn't even realize his dick was out till they said it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like his dick is out. I swear to God, I was not looking for that. And 
like a side note i first of all that scene even though it was like hilarious but like it was so fucking powerful like he, oh it, it was it. devastating it was funny it was so well acted that was his best scene far yeah. away uh, uh and frankly it was the best cal moment in the entire show so far frank just because you know you know nate fucking sucks nate uh and obviously that's sucks. cal's fault but i mean in part but uh like it's just it's Cal just clearly resented these people and was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm done. He uh, said you were and... such a fucking secret and your porn pissing in people ass. Like what is wrong? <laughs> God damn! I was like, this show don't hold back, yo. I said, uh, yo, he is. I was the whole yo, entire. The What'd you say? No, go ahead. I go would ahead. say that whole monologue. My Baltimore accent was just coming out. I was like, dying, y'all. Dying. Like, I was like, yo, he is in your ass. Yeah, he was just saying whatever <laughs> was coming to his mind at that particular moment. No, that's a fact. Yes. He was he was not holding back. And, uh, you know, that the, the tension they created that entire episode with the, uh, like, oh, Cal's gonna, Cal's gonna die in a drunk driving accident. I was or scared of that. someone's. And, you know, Elliot, Jules, and Rue are all on the road at the same time that Cal's on the road. We're showing them cutting back and forth, both in a car. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? You know what theory I was going to have that he was going to, like, see them, like, from afar and see, like, Jules in a car and it's crashing to it. Like, just Mm -hmm. try to kill her or something like that. Because that's, like, causing him so much turmoil, but... Um, it's it's one scene that I really want to say that I know it's in season one, but it's my favorite scene of the whole entire show is when Jules and Nate are texting with that good ass song in the background, and you just see them like doing their own shit. Yeah, that, like in the split screen. That uh, was in oh. that scene when he when they was walking to each other. You don't see the camera, and then mm-hmm. that was this show. Whoever is shooting it needs head. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I was no. thinking an award. Like, for real. An award. I'm just gonna be like, you know what, sit back, sit back. Because it's like Nah, this yeah. is this yeah, it's that's the obvious for me, the big, big headline about the show is just how beautiful it looks, how well it goes with the with the music. They've certainly created that feeling. You know, when you're when you're watching Euphoria, uh, it's uh, I just can't believe it's a show that I come back to every week. I, I'm intrigued by its market. Like it's because like think about pitching this. It's like it's a movie about teenagers, but not for teenagers. So it's like we're trying to depict a modern experience <laughs> that people for the most part who uh, are gonna watch it or not we're not really in the midst of because it's it's a it's modern high school right like right. Most people are in high school um yet it still connects for some reason with audiences even though it's not it's it's extremely dramatized and it's not um i guess marketed to who is d- uh, portrayed on it yeah you and- know it's really interesting like because it it occupies that eight o'clock sunday nights on hbo that's that's the slot for HBO. That's what Game uh-huh. of Thrones was on. That's what The Sopranos was on. All the shit, all the greatest shows of all time for HBO were right there. And like the fact that this is a show seemingly 
uh, like the only people I can think of who would watch the show and not feel massively weird about themselves or massively, massively disturbed in, uh, in a greater way are people our age, college kids, mm-hmm. uh, uh, college kids and a little older, early twenties, like, and I can't believe they've marketed a show that with such a small target audience to hold such a large spot in their, uh, mm-hmm. in their repertoire. But you know, it's got Zendaya in it and uh, it's going to be fucking huge. And, uh, I, it is, it is really interesting because I can't imagine enjoying watching this show being 30. Yeah, no, I mean, I I couldn't, but also maybe I could. Maybe it's like reliving the the, the glory days. <laughs> well, I think we could because we went to we went to high school in roughly a era like this. Yeah, like a thirty year old right now, just or like forty year old right now, even like there's my, there's no way they're enjoying it. My that, grandmother, that, that who is sixty three, is in love with this show. No shit, <laughs> really. She is like. This she says like actually my grandfather's into it my mom was almost forty and my grandmother's into it because they all kind of said similar things this kind of shows what's happening like right now and like it gives like maybe parents like to see like how high school maybe is affecting their kids not dramatically like this maybe like a Nate motherfucker but to be like no oh, yeah. yeah it like, is it is interesting we've we, and we've talked about this in yeah. our, our vast euphoria coverage you know it's like a microcosm of every problem in every high school across the nation condensed into one high school and therefore it is very dramatized and very chaotic and that's like the the entire point uh and the first of all i want to be on this show just for the wardrobe because I wish I could have right. wore what they're wearing to my school. I was like <laughs> the short skirts with the tube tops and the Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok series? The like uh how much is what they wore worth? Oh, I haven't seen that one. No, Lexi Lexi has like the most expensive wardrobe on the show. She's she's rocking like twelve hundred dollar tops. Uh wow. Lexi? Yeah. Like it's it's just the shit like it's the casual wear that's just really, really high end, but you know, it looks it looks like it fits her personality type, so it's like, ah, you know, that's and you saw pretty much every high school girl ever wearing something like that, but not quite. Uh, but not quite. I kinda love one thing and coming from like um um a trans woman as myself, is that they don't focus on Jews as trans. Like it's like mm-hmm. that's not really like, of course, it's kind of, you know, but it's, like, not really talked about. It's, it's not performative. Place yeah, you know. so that's when I kind of like it. Like, it feels like Jules is just as normal as the other, you know, girls. So mm. it's, like... It's very organic, yeah. Very organic. And I was... I kind of liked the scene recently when Zendaya was rude, was in the um bathroom, and all of the main girls was in there. We was talking about when oh, yes. she was going to tell her friend like hey i'm fucking your boyfriend bitch what the fuck yeah so it's like i was like oh they got all my girls in here and today is the hot is the biggest one but she is dressed like okay <laughs> right right no it's really interesting too because like we talked about the the all the different characters and stuff so when they all when they all come together like that it almost feels like a crossover episode where you're like holy shit feels like no I way just, home yeah yeah like when maddie when maddie and rue have interactions it's like those are the two 
completely separate sides of the story, but uh, uh, they're when they interact, it's like, yo, that's crazy. I don't know why I never anticipated them interacting. And uh, I'm starting to like notice that maybe I'm attracted like toxic men because something about Nate and how he got up on Jules at the party was like, well, girl, like what that's, like you yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say that's 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 some toxicity there that's a thing for some toxicity that's a, that's, uh, uh, ain't a ain't a bone in my body that's like uh yeah nate <laughs> nate <laughs> jacob alordi sure nate. <laughs> nate. i was actually shocked to find out he's australian i was like jesus you're no, asshole. yeah i was like jesus you're american wow accent is so good he's australian yeah he's an aussie man no shit yeah Little aussie from down under <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah because i was watching like behind the scenes and he was like yeah can i get a water it was like how he said water. it and i was like he australian i was like girl mm-hmm. hold up like hold up. Just, hold up. <laughs> it looks kind of like that like too perfect douchey australian kind of look you know no he's got that vibe now i can see it now now that you pointed out to me that he's australian he absolutely i think of that guy from um that play who played in i'm number four crocky yeah yes he he was australian too he was australian that's a good that's a good comparison (laughs) no yeah uh no the cast for this this fucking show has just been outstanding uh including jacob alordi uh sydney sweeney's been fantastic this season her whole her whole character arc as Cassie, as of right now, uh, this is something that they were not planning for at all in season one, right? Like, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe at all coming into season two that Nate and Cassie were headed towards any sort of uh, consortment. I hate that so bad, so much. I hate I, it. It's terrible. It's, like, so it's a terrible now. aspect of the story. It does not need to be happening. I don't even get it. Just go back to, just go back to Jules and Maddie. Like just, just have them still figure that shit out because that is already really good planted seeds for his storyline. And yeah, but, the only thing that I can think of is that he's trying to distance himself from that shit altogether. So he's going in full masculine mode and is like, let me, let me get with the two most. Uh, two most feminine feminine women i know and cassie and uh and cassie and maddie and two of the craziest women he knows but uh that scene when she's at the babysitter house um when they're having a baby suit it's like an overhead shot they got some bodies i was like i was like like i was like yo these white girls are thick in here like i was like what is going on like Someone take you out of KFC or something. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I was I looked at myself in the mirror like, hold up. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, yo. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at Alexa Demi. I'm looking in the mirror like, no, no, this just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, how do you how what the hell going on here? I love how Tavar's bit like the room that you're in right now reminds me of Jules room. Oh, it oh, is kind of like Jules a little Roman, bit. Honestly. I see the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it had some more windows, but that's because it's like in a basically a dorm building. So no, well, I'm in a basement, so yeah. I'm in a sub basement. Ain't a fucking window in here. Ain't no, yeah. Oof. I only have yeah. one little window. But yeah. <laughs> so what's your guys like? 
like most favorite scene so far that's like Jesus. All right, so far in season two, I think my favorite scene, I mean, it was Fezco beating the shit out of Nate, (laughs) fresh off of talking to Lexi and really hitting it off with her. Like that whole part of the episode, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. He was just like the sweetest guy on earth to Lexi. And then the whole, the way they addressed it the next episode with Lexi being like, how could he do that? How could he seem like the most interested in everything she had to say, the sweetest guy on earth one, one moment. And then two minutes later be beating the living shit out of this kid on the ground. Uh, I love, I loved that whole thing, but one scene that's like, fucked me up uh more than uh pretty much any other scene in this show so far is when uh rue said that shit to ali i was not fucking with that uh that was the that was the harshest shit anyone's done in this show when she when she turned the shit that he's he's Uh expressed to her confided in her through aa and stuff like you don't you don't throw that back in an addict's face. That's just not how that works. That's not how this whole system works. So that's like I was just a massive betrayal that I was just like, wow, Ali didn't deserve Do that you shit, man. Think this is like leading uh-huh. to rude to like, like she actually. I feel like she gave up on life. Like she just like I feel like nah. Rue is smart enough to be like, if I take all of these drugs, I'm going to die. I'm going yeah, to yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, I think unconsciously to some degree, she's got to understand that. Yeah, so I feel like she is literally like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what happens to me. No, yeah, I think uh, I think there's one way this show ends, and it's not happy. Uh, like, just just from where we are right now, say this is a three like like I can imagine this being a three season show. I can't imagine it's not going to be long lived. Yeah, can't imagine it going much longer than four. Uh, like so where we're at right now there's there ain't a fucking way this ends up okay um but uh yeah rue's just been uh really 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 fucking up and it's been uh it's been upsetting rue has been has been pretty i i just i just think she's at a a point where this relationship with jules is sort of consuming her like or has consumed her like it was kind of consuming her over the course of season one but now it's like totally consumed her along now it's like it chewed her up and spit her out yeah um and like she doesn't really know how to i don't know they have it they have a very complex relationship it's it seems very interesting and prone to just like shit happening that's probably gonna hurt both of their feelings yeah yeah (laughs) uh i don't think anything i mean and I like Dominic Fike. I cannot fucking stand Elliot. And <laughs> I cannot fucking stand the, his whole part of the story. He's just a, like, critically underdeveloped character just yeah. there to reap chaos on their lives. Like, <clears throat> he's just there to enter, fuck shit up, and leave. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, it... <sighs> It's like I don't I don't really like understand Elliot in a way. Like it's he came off as just like he was like at first I thought he was just gonna be there to like just at the party just to get Rue high and then he was gonna spin off somewhere else. But then right. when 
you know, like at first it seemed like he was going for Jules. I mean, I'm um Rue, and then it wasn't, and then he did like the eating pussy thing on Jules' hand, and then I'm like, oh, she's going to want to fuck him. But then I'm like, it just seems like everyone is getting on my fucking nerves. Like it's like, what are you doing? Absolutely. And then cat, my cat fucking up with her boyfriend. I am not liking that. I'm gonna tell you what the the thing with cat. I've heard it's behind the scenes shit. Like her story was headed in a direction that uh she wasn't she was not cool with, so like her story is like horribly underdeveloped in this season. I I forget she's a character when she pops on. Yeah, I'm she like, pops oh, up, and that's the time I get on my phone because I'm like, this isn't amounting to anything. Yeah. Um, like she's gonna break up with this dude. I can't believe we haven't done that in four fucking episodes. That's all that that's been in that storyline yeah. is her thinking about breaking up with this guy yeah. and being unhappy with him. Yeah. That one scene that she had though, where like all the all the uh, all the, like model types and the and, and influencer types were like manifesting in her imagination, and were like, "Come on, you just got to be confident. Confidence <laughs> is sexy." You know, like yeah. I was like that scene was really good. I I, I liked that. Scene, that was a but, good uh, ass scene. Yeah, like uh. Anyone who's ever had any sort of body image problems was probably like, yeah, that's like exactly what yeah. <laughs> that's like. Uh, uh, but uh, it was just uh, other than that, she hasn't had a scene that's been like or even her story in uh, season one, which was, I mean, not amongst my favorite stories in the first season, but like was way better than what she's got, what she's working with so far in this season. Uh, like she's taken a backseat big time so far i'm just waiting to see which of the main characters die like I, someone is going to die I'm, I'm, i feel like rue is going to die but i'm waiting for like someone... i think rue dies to end the show though you know uh like I, I since fezco was like supposed to, to die at the end of they season never one, resolved that like they literally never no they just they just skipped right over that they were like yeah he made it out he's fine yeah. like they left us on a cliffhanger at the end of season one where i was like is he gonna make it out of that fucking house yeah for real and like, then what uh the fuck happened? and then they just pick it up like yeah well wasn't that like a large Apparently. gap oh sorry oh yeah no go ahead i was oh. saying like isn't that a large a large like film gap between one and two? Oh yeah they they, they i think that covid probably prevented them from uh, doing did, a lot like, of the season stuff one come out in 2019 or 2020 yeah it came, yeah came out in 2019 they were gonna come out with season two in 2020 and then it got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed yeah uh, so it's like they like oh no we just getting rid of all this shit nah because they pick up the story with uh it, and it's not even in the first episode of the season i don't think but uh where they're get they're giving the money that they got from that robbery to mouse and Ashtray kills him uh, in that in that moment. I'm pretty sure. I can't yeah. remember if they ended up giving him the money or if they were like uh, like if they came up short, like they didn't end up getting it. I just that like they should have wrapped that up. It was a yeah. little. It was just really vague. Yeah, and that's where like I kind of feel like what you were saying about like Nate with Jules. Like that's when like both of you guys said something about that, and I was like, yeah, I feel like the writers is not tr- is trying to be like, all right, that's that's done. That's dumb. We want Jules with like Elliot. We want her to have like her own thing. But then it's like, why bring it up again? Because, you know, like it's so weird because I'm in this like trans group on my, this group chat on my um, Facebook page 
and we all talk about Euphoria and Nate, and it's be like, haven't we all like met like five or more Nates in like our life? And it's 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 so much like that. And then like because I kind of feel like Nate actually did like Jules, but when she rejected him, he was like, oh no. Now I'm going to do fucked up shit to you. Mm-hmm. Because like like I can tell just how he was doing things, like the symbolism when he was shot, when he was they, they, that they shot in episode three when he was texting Jules, just him like smiling under the covers. Like I don't care how much you trying to just manipulate this person. You're not going to spend this much time into doing it. Like it's just like no. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of felt like the writers is just like. We not we not we not doing that no more. And if it comes not, up, I will shoot myself. Like I'm not. I'm not, like, don't just let it die because I'm not. I'm not. It's here really it. interesting because I I just have the feeling that uh, like the writer Sam Levinson is the writer of this. I I'm pretty sure, and I'm I'm not sure what like a writing team behind the scenes might look like or anything. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you if you have you watched Malcolm and Marie on netflix no. uh john david washington and zendaya and it's all it's in black and white it's all set in one room they're just in a giant argument the I've entire time uh, I have, uh, like, it's, yeah, heard. it's an interesting movie but it's it's dreadfully boring it's like ah god damn like it's well performed and well acted but it's like god damn this, this just couldn't and i feel like he kind of uh isn't the greatest writer he's got good ideas and then, uh, like, he doesn't know how to like, <laughs> ex- execute sometimes. Like, there were a lot of things in season one that were posed that have just been completely thrown out the fucking window. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like there's just, like, some of the, um, some of the sort of, uh, like, they build up a lot of stuff that gets people excited, but it never really comes through like you want it to, which is making me just think that the writing may just be inconsistent. Like, maybe they don't have the clearest conception of where they want the characters narrative arcs to go right do you think they're doing it on purpose to like give us what like getting high is like they give us that euphoric moment just to be like oh we're chasing we're like we want this to resolve but then like because i hear from like you know like people who were addicts just be like it feel like you're just chasing the high but it never resolves itself like is that kind of a little bit of like maybe a reason I mean, I think, I think that would be dope. I think that might be giving Sam Levinson too much credit. Damn. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and I mean, in a certain way, I still think the characters symbolize that progression because these characters are uh, essentially all addicts in a certain way. They're, I think that's what their kind of character profiles in season one were kind of meant to assert was that they all have their own vices. Mm-hmm. I just feel like 13 Reasons Why Walks or Disco Run, though. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think you're right in terms of the uh just really excessive over dramatization of high school. Like Yeah. Uh, I never watched season two of thirteen season thirteen reasons why. It should have ended with season yeah. one. I was just like I don't I, I feel never, like this was a I good watched season one tears. and I was like good. Oh, and I think <laughs> I, I started season two, but then I got like to a point and I was like, No, never mind. <laughs> uh I'm just waiting nah, yeah. for um the teen, the teen yeah. high school drama genre is just a fucking disaster dumpster fire of shows with a few standouts. Uh, like I fuck with One Tree Hill, it was decent. 
I haven't seen that. I remember people used to talk about that a ton, like our freshman year. And I was mm-hmm. another very excessively over dramatized high school experience show. Degrassi, uh, Degrassi, Gossip Girl, all all of this shit. Elite, yeah, like all of those. <laughs> I just felt like it's, this one it maybe has like no shortage most, of it. I feel like this one. What happened to the to to the twins and the black dude? Like I know that him and. What's the white? Well, what, what was her name? Uh, Maddie is Maddie the one with the big titties. What's her? Um, Cassie. 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 My bad. We both knew who you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like I know her and the football guy broke up, but what happened to him? Did he? Is he just not? He didn't want to. No, yeah, they were like they were like. I don't know. I remember in season one being like McKay and Cassie was the weakest part of the story. Like I I I. Just, I didn't didn't give a fuck about what McKay and Cassie were up to in season. I agree, but I've also felt like McKay was like, y'all on some bullshit. Like I'm not trying to do this. Like he was the realest character. Yeah. Uh, Y'all just be doing this random ass and destructive ass shit. Like I'm just trying to live my life. Like maybe that's why he's not in it anymore. Because if he was around, he would just be like, no. Yeah. McKay (laughs) is like, I do, I do like how McKay said about the chance of him going to the NFL was like, oh, this is the reason why because everyone just as good as me. But then I hated the worst thing. I hated that he did not. This one felt like he kind of took his anger out on Cassie, which I fucking hated. But was when he was like, why you got to make everything so sexual? I'm trying to have oh, a conversation yeah, was... with you. And then extra for news. I was like, me and my sister got on the phone and then we was like, you know how many fuck dudes we had that was like that? Like, it's like, oh, no, so- yeah, that's like, I was, that's, I, I didn't mean it in the best way when I said he's the realest character. Like that, those are real character attributes of a that lot of so people annoying. I know. Yeah. It's like, uh, we got to be sexual on your time. It's on yeah. your time. Yeah. I, I that was that. the shitty, like, that was the shittiest, that was one of the shittiest things, if not the shittiest thing that he did in season one. Cause I remember, uh. You you just don't shame some like you're not supposed to shame people for expressing their sexuality. I don't think yeah, it's kind yeah, of don't kink shame. Shitty. Don't kink shame. Yeah. You mad at me because these boys that pledges all like most frat boys do they they dry hump you and you gonna hate fuck me like it's like they dry hump you acting like they actually put their dick inside you. What are you calm down? They're not raped. I thought they did. I thought they did too, but like. That's when I kind of saw that as kind of like over dramatic because I'm like, don't most frats kind of like do dumb shit like that? Like, I don't know. That's, yeah, that was know. that was extreme. No, I no, mean, I just yeah. blo- I completely blocked that out from season one. I completely forgot it until you just brought I, it up. I, I, yeah, I, that was kind of the first thing I thought about. I was like, he he did get like just like sexually assaulted. Kind of. I, I was like, in that moment, he was realizing something about what's gotten him to this point. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, in that moment, he was probably like, you know what? I'm going to distance myself from everybody. Yeah, uh, he's like, he's you like, know what? This. <laughs> These white people crazy. <laughs> These white people crazy. <laughs> I mean, what, like, him and Nate was the most nonsensical friendship I've ever seen. And it was like, it could have yeah. been more... more yeah, it couldn't have been more emblematic than at the beginning of the season at the party when McKay shows up and they're like very awkwardly interacting, you know, and it's it's because he's nervous about having fucked his ex-girlfriend. But then he gives him shit about 
wanting to fuck his ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, ah oh, man, these guys like I just don't see a reason for McKay to be at all okay with being friends with Nate. Uh, I, how would you like fuck that guy? And that's that's a, that's kind of the thing too is I don't get the impression that anyone is like actually friends with Nate. They're just kind of there because they're afraid he'll fucking freak out. Mm-hmm. If, uh, I would love to be in this show. I would come up like, yeah, I'm from big Baltimore. Any of y'all fuck with me, I'm fighting with my goons. What's up? <laughs> like, like, it's just... But Nate is like such a sociopath, but he is so fucking cryptic and smart. Like, he is, though. That's oh, what's yeah. so scary about him. Like, what he hmm. did to Tyler, like, just... Oh, he's he he's maniacal. Like, oh my god! I know his father is like. I wish I never came into your mom to make you. And it's like, like who the fuck? Like who? He was like, I, the fact that you know, Cal said like, I don't have, I don't have any regrets. I regret one thing, and he just like points at Nate. <laughs> you, uh, like, god damn! Like, I think. uh I think it's interesting because I think uh, the context of that is obviously him being like, I regret that my double life has created the person you are, but he's so fucked up. And in the moment that he just goes, I regret you. Uh, <laughs> that's got to that's gotta fucking hurt. That's got to stink. I know it uh, did, but I felt like Nate is such a sociopath. He just is like, okay, well, fuck you, dad. Like, it's just like, you know, like, I don't I crazy. fuck about you, but I... It's so much with like Cal. Like, do we do we know if Nate's grandfather was homophobic? Like, did did Cal's dad know he was maybe gay or bisexual, whatever the fuck he is? Like, I'm not sure. I think uh, he told him to stand up. Like, come on, he had to know he was hard or something. Right? Well, yeah, maybe. I, I think you're you're probably right there. But I I was thinking that like Cal is like let's. He's 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 at least mid forties, I'd say, uh, at this point in the show. That's a good forty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, pushing fifty. You, uh, I knew I was recognizing Cal, and I was like, "Where is it?" And that's when I say, "Oh yeah, Charmed." But then I was like, "Oh wait, he played multiple man in X Men: The Last Stand." Uh, yes, he did. I was like, "Yes, he did." That's oh, who shit. it is. Uh, he's also a uh, McSteamy in Grey's Anatomy. Yep. If you, uh, yeah, Mark Sloan. Yeah, can you know who I was? Have any of y'all saw um seen the movie Love Simon? Yes, the dad. I thought that was the dad in Love Simon before. But I said, wait a minute, mm. it's not. They looked similar, but it's not. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's Multiple Man. But that's not one week actor in the show so far to me. No. Absolutely. Even not. the little, even Ash, that. like his his face acting, it's like it's Ash. The Ash little... is fucking awesome. Yeah. He would just like shut the fuck up. Like he's just like this little boy kind of gangster, little Chucky. Now, now that's where I'm a go. If there if there is any character who it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker that will not cost a ton of story. Ashtray. It's Ashtray. Yeah. Ashtray is going to die. Um, 
And it's going to be tragic because it's going to be a kid who died and it's going to be, and Fezco is going to feel like it was his fault. And it's going to, it's Fez, just going to be a whole Fezco fucking thing. getting, getting fucked over again. That seems like he's fodder at that point. Like they're just like, Oh, we need something emotional to happen. So it's like he's a scapegoat Fezco. for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, and don't get me wrong. I don't think, I don't think it would be good writing, but I can see it being Sam Levitt. Like I could, I could see that happening. Like, what uh, if he just comes into because the game member knows that he's affiliated with Rue, he comes home calling Ash, and Ash is dead in the room on his body of his dead grandmother with this gunshot wounds. Like, I would right, just be right. like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I would feel so bad. I would have to call the studio and be like, HBO, like, why the fuck did y'all do that? <laughs> like, no, yeah, I think it, and like, no. if they if they really wanted to pack that punch and be like, this is this one's gonna hurt, they just go ahead and end up killing Fezco, even though everyone likes him. Uh, like, and I don't I don't think that's the case either. Uh, I just I'm so happy that the only the best thing Elliot has said was like, yeah, you're a weird ass trans girl that wears a binder. Because <laughs> I was like. Because I was always looking at Jules, be like, you, you look funny. Something seems like it's missing. And I didn't know it was her titties because she's keeping the binder on to keep them away. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. That's, <laughs> that's what funny. it is. She's missing the mommy milkers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do. I, I got one. I got I got another question. Okay. Just because uh, this last episode, it really made me go. Y'all still ain't saying shit. Um, we got a whole ten minute fucking monologue. Him pouring his fucking heart out, all of this, expressing his entire uh disdain for this family. Who the fuck is the third kid in the family photo? Exactly. <laughs> who is? And I mean, like, I I expect I expect it's just a a younger sibling who tragically died at a young age. Uh. And we'll we'll eventually get there. But like, what if it's not? The fact that there's so much mystery there makes me like. And this was dismissed earlier this season when we see that Ashtray's been there since since he was birthed. But I was like, for a little bit there, I was like, is it Ashtray? That'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, what is the um the girl with like the real like four lips? What's her name? The plastic surgery lips, the high girl that lives with fans. oh. Sh- yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember I can't her name, remember. but I liked him. Was like, so you're in your fun, fuck this girl together or something. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like you just sound like fucking weird. Like, just... I like that, and I think it's funny that in those moments too, Cal didn't like. Uh, Cal was just like, fuck, like, like the fact that y'all would even think it's a possibility is indicative of the job I've done as a parent. Uh, like, <laughs> he was just like, he was just like, God damn, man, y'all think that I would fuck, fuck a woman with my son. <laughs> like, you, that's like a believable thing to them. Like, they were, yeah. that was like, well, you guys must fuck people together. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just like so crazy. It's just, I'm fucking confused, bro. <laughs> I am, so, he said, you're confused. <laughs> I just, I would have been like, so... It's just, but oh my god, his, his family is so fucked up. <laughs> like, 
Oh my I'm sorry. God. I just remembered when when Cal was like staking out Fezco's place and like it completely fucking failed. Like Ashtray just like ran up on him. Like you got to do better than that, bro. Like come on, get out the car, get inside. Ashtray just uh, go fucking hard. That is the hardest kid I know. Oh, he murdered a motherfucker with a hammer. Like you saw how when smacked him upside the head. Cal was just in a grocery store and he was just like. He just like, yeah, yeah, I'm at the blow the shit out of his brains. Like, it's like you better yeah, big like, die. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just so fucking great. This ashtray go hard. No, nah, yeah, and that's what scares me though. Like that's that's part of the reason that I think uh, I think we say goodbye to ashtray at some point. Uh, he's very quick to action, uh, and at some point that's gonna bite him in the ass. I think there's a reason they showed they showed us him murdering Mouse without even consulting Fezco or anything. <laughs> Uh, he's the one who's got the gun in people's faces a lot of the time. Like, it's just, uh, it, it just, uh, it, it smells bad. It smells bad. Looks, feels like it's going to go somewhere. He's going to get like. himself, like, he's going to do something. And Fe- I feel like Fez feel like he doesn't have no power or no say or no voice. Because every time I feel like he says, like, I'm going to say this, don't do this. And it's like, no one listens to him. He just like, oh. Fuck me. Like, fuck my boy. Yeah, he's like the voice. All this shit has happened to him. He's he's the voice of reason, even 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 so, you know, like this man's this man's dealing drugs, holding like he's got his boy holding guns to people's face. He he knows he could get ran up on. He's dealing with hard ass motherfuckers. And he's just like the sweetest guy in the show. He's just like, he y'all need to listen to me, bro. And, and I loved that part in the car with uh with Rue in the back seat, and uh, he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Rue! That shit wasn't funny. Back there acting stupid. Uh, like I'm like, she just like, and she laughs like e- even so, and it's like, ah, fuck, man, it's getting really hard I to just, want you to be okay. I, at this point, though, like Rue has just been so consistently fucked up. I don't even know what fucked her up at this point, like." Why? Why is she Where's her so point? troubled? Well, yeah, like I remember they they in the first episode of the show, you know, they give you that that rundown about like how since her childhood she's had like a fucking receipt, Walgreens receipt of fucking uh, mental when, mental uh, <clears throat> mental health mm-hmm. issues. When she was talking too fast, I loved that whole like dialogue by her when she was like. You, like she said, and I finally felt safe in my own head. You know, to be like, like drugs make her feel mm. like it just makes her feel. And like, she yeah, she talks fun. about how, she, yeah, she didn't feel she doesn't feel herself without drugs. Like mm-hmm. she, when she does drugs, that's when she's her. Like, yeah, and it's like, but that Emmy scene with her banging on fast door, like mm. I was like. When she was like, you did this to me. And now you want to, like, shut me up. Something like that. I was like, Zendaya, girl, you is... Oh, my God. In her bag. I was like, oh, my God. Like, because I... That scene... This show made me have, like, a whole nother respect for Zendaya. Because all I saw of her really was, like, shake it shake it up and MJ and <laughs> The Greatest Showman. You know, they was like, you know, blase, blase. You know, like, Rose. Good Rose. But when... I saw you four. I was like, "Oh, this bitch can like she can act." I was like, "No, <laughs> she can really act." Because 
I just thought like she was like she could play like a really. I thought that she was going to be like Michelle Jones in no like in Spider Man. Like I just thought she was going to be yeah, just nonchalant, cold. And just getting high. But no, that's like such a layer. Like oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah, she deserves that Emmy. She she des- she she <laughs> deserved it. Yeah, she she certainly did. Damn, but, Tom uh, Holland's a lucky man. Yeah, and apparently rumor rumor has it we'll we'll get a little Tom Holland cameo at some point in, uh, yeah. in season two of Euphoria because he was on set all the fucking time. Yes, uh, but one uh, of those boyfriends, one of those boyfriends. <laughs> it's like uh, I'll come to work with you. It's fine. It's... Yeah, it's fine. She's like okay. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna have like a Jay Z Beyonce type relationship that she's gonna like be like a little bit more on like top and like he like she just brings him along just to be like hey no it's crazy yeah. like in both of those scenarios that like you got Jay-Z one of the biggest rappers of all time and is still obviously not not the one in that relationship <laughs> meanwhile you got Tom Holland who is a mo- like Spider-Man like oh god oh fuck but he's still not the one in that relationship can, because he's with Zendaya. Right, that's <laughs> a good comparison. Like, it's like, listen, Jay, we're going to call it our joint tour, but you know it's just me. People come for me. You do your one-two step, <laughs> then you go somewhere. Zendaya's like, all right, I'm going to smoke this weed. You come on. You might be a police officer or something, the newspaper boy, and then you get off. <laughs> it's like, like, what, yeah. uh, what, uh, what, so what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all think going on in that last scene in the last episode? She is tripping. Like, she is on big hallucinogenics. Like, I think she's just fucked. She's what just was, tripping her ass what off. What was going on? I, for, I forgot. She honestly. walks into that church with Labyrinth singing at the end and of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, and she's, like, imagining it as her dad and her, and her and his old red jacket that she wore all season one but it's labyrinth in that red suit and it keeps going back and forth between that and it's just like and the narration at one point switches from rue to jewels which like uh i was like that's i don't like that what's that yeah. mean? uh because i mean it, it, if our narrator you know dies they stop narrating i assume but uh <laughs> <laughs> like i I just don't know what the fuck was going on there, and I hope it's addressed. But then they, like, pulled out of it, and she was just standing in that room dancing by herself, imagining she was doing that. Do you think uh-huh. Rue – I mean, you, yeah, you think Rue feels I, – I I, felt like that was, like – I felt like that was a scene for her to, like, like to, to feel everything that she is feeling. Like, I feel like she wants to be saved. Like, I feel like that was all symbolism of her just being, like – I want someone to save me. I want someone to hold me. I wish I didn't disappoint everybody. I wish I wasn't me. And right. I really like that scene actually comes to like kind of sad because I watched it like three times, literally. When I first saw it, I rewound it, did it again, mm-hmm. and then did it. I was like, hold up, because this is like a, a confusing ish scene. So that's when I was like, I feel like Rue is this, the drugs are allowing her to like, be like, all right, let me get fucked up enough so I can visualize or hallucinate what I want to hallucinate. <laughs> like, you know, just to be like, I 
you know, maybe I'm not as strong as I thought. I'm just fucking weak. Mm-hmm. I'm just All a right. weak ass right. drug druggy girl. She just she she had to take it to church, you know. Had to take it to church on him. Yeah, Lab Labyrinth. He's getting a fat fat stimulus check from this show, man. Like, oh my <laughs> god, he deserves it. He's like, I mean, he's the backbone of the show, and they have like a lot of the season one tracks from like the soundtrack still. Yeah. in place because they're the themes for certain characters like mm-hmm. when Nate popped up on the screen the first time this season it was uh uh his whatever his fucking song was titled I can't like Nate growing up or something yeah uh starts playing on and I'm like oh shit like and now that I've listened to the Euphoria soundtrack so fucking much in between seasons yes. you know what I'm saying like I recognize every every musical cue so every time something new comes on i'm like yes yeah. new, every time i hear new that, season ooh. two euphoria soundtrack yeah every time i hear the um yes what's about to happen because you already know but this is this is funny play, play, put your money on. this is funny mm. oh mount Everest don't got shit on me okay but anyway <laughs> oh that's true it's um so like biggest i think i'm like one of the biggest beyonce stands when i watched the first episode to get into it and i just kept hearing his reggae beat i was like wow this sounds familiar and out of nowhere euphoria came up like hold up they don't love it like i love you i yeah. i felt i said you know what yeah. i said Take my, you know they got that music budget yeah if you got a beyonce song yes in in your show, uh, and then not just to not just a Beyonce song. Another another they had hit him up by Tupac. Yeah, at one point, which sadly started a TikTok trend. Uh, like y'all just making TikTok dances out of fucking anything now. Hit him up by Tupac. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I kind of uh, felt like they had a check because the show kind of started with like another reggae, and then it went into the sample beat of Hold Up that I didn't know about. And I said, yeah. oh, y'all had a check if y'all kind of exposed that Hold Up was a sample beat. This is right. a yeah. check. I think there's a Biggie <laughs> song in that episode, too. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, yeah, it's this crazy. Sometimes it, phenomenal. And I will say, sometimes this show seems very self-relating. Uh, I think I think there are a lot of moments in this show where, like, it knows you know, like generally what you're here for uh, yeah. in terms of soundtrack and uh, visuals. And they just go on these like five minute montages every episode where it's like, let's just give you a bunch of that for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and like there was that one where like there was a shot earlier in the season, I think was a cross like the uh, like the outline of a cross. And Cassie was like walking up upstairs and the, the light shined from one shoulder and it crossed all the way across her face as she walked up the stairs and it was just like i was like oh my god that was fucking beautiful yes. oh wow uh like they this this show can be shot on a like how they shoot it this show can be shot on a fucking iphone but like the right. way they can like this have like certain angles and shit i'm like yo what the fuck like it's just it this show was like amazing but a character that, you know, don't get a lot of screen time and has, like, the weakest storyline this season, Cat. she, I love, like, how she really was, like, somewhat owning her shit. I was like, this girl's actually really fucking hot. Like, when she was just, went to the store and owning her sexuality and just being like, yes, yeah, like, I'm a thick girl, but, like, I want to work it. I was like, 
Oh, yeah. I want to like. Mm-hmm. I wish I looked like you. Like I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Confident confidence is sexy. Confidence yeah. is sexy, and she owns it. She owns it so much, and I'm just really sad about her. Her her boyfriend. That boy is amazing. Like. Yeah, he is amazing, uh, but like I feel like it's pretty like where she where she found herself in at by the end of season one. I think it actually kind of makes sense that this isn't working out. Um, I wish it would just for her sake, but I also think she's explored her sexuality to a point where Ethan's a little boring. Uh, yeah, because she fucked that guy with the big dick at the carnival, so it's like, yeah, right, you know, he's right. probably not hitting it kind of right. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't even think no, they but, had uh, sex. Didn't he just eat out and that was it? No, no, no. She sucked his dick and that was it. Oh, uh, I thought she just got little cunnilingus and that was about it. Like, <laughs> okay. Just the other way around. No, but, uh, oh. uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so funny talking about the events of this show because like, uh, like she sucked his dick. No, nah, but uh, she sucked his dick. Because uh, <laughs> like my girlfriend doesn't watch the show. Uh, it's just a little too much uh, at, at points, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I can, cannot blame her for that. But since it is so dominant on social media, we have discussions about what's happening on Euphoria. She cut. She keeps up with it like it is like high school drama that she is reading about, like on Twitter. Like, and on TikTok, she's hearing about, like, all the events of the show just because, like, everyone's fucking talking about it. Which is, like, it's just so funny keeping up with a show like this and talking about its events because they are semi-real, you know? Like, you're talking about, like, like, oh, dude, did you see that last week? Cat sucked the dude's dick at the carnival. Like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Uh, you know what, Colton? Yes, because when I talk to my friends about it, I remember like China, girl. Tell me why Cat was just like doing this, girl. Yes, so tell me why. Nate it's just like gossip. Like y'all, we're, we, we just talk about it like it's gossip. Like these are seriously. people who are experiencing these things, and you're like, you're like, did you hear what Cassie said to Nate this past week? She said she's crazier than her. I don't know if I buy it. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. Yeah, it was just like. Like, girl, she threw up in the hot tub, bitch. And then they all ran. Girl, it was a mess. That was fucking... (laughs) She was literally crying and throwing up. But her guilt... its I kind of... I mean, I get it, but I was like, girl, you a little too guilty for me. Like, you you feel a little too guilty for me. Like, yeah, I'm fucking your man, yeah. Like, I was like... It's just like, y'all two not perfect. You don't like him, we don't like him. No, the like, most confusing thing what? is that, like, you know, I, I I did really like that scene in the hot tub up to that point, though. You know, like, uh, with uh, someone asking, you know, are you two back? I didn't know you two were back together. And Maddie was like, no, we're not. And then Nate goes, nope. And she's like, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, I thought that that shit was hilarious, A. Uh, and then, and B, I just can't believe that, uh, you know, all of this is even happening with with Cassie and Nate. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. Uh, and it, it that storyline is the storyline that makes me go, no, they do, they don't have a clue where anyone's story is going besides maybe Ruse. Um, because there was no inclination at the end of season one that Cassie and Nate was at all going to be any sort of it's thing. It's kind of weird because you would think how Rue kind of did say. 
what Nate liked in season two, Cassie is like that. She, oh, she does all of that. But it was so funny when it was like, are you auditioning for Oklahoma? Like they was just oh in her God. ass. <laughs> Do I look like I'm auditioning <laughs> for Oklahoma? <laughs> Like, that shit and she did. So she looked like she was auditioning for Oklahoma. Like, yeah, yeah, she did. I just don't like Cassie and Nate. Like, it, it's just it just felt a little too forced. Like, I kind of felt like they could have just kept the same shit from season one and just expanded it a little bit more. That's about yeah. it. Oh, they certainly could have. I, 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 it's just interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they've just kind of taken a step backwards in some some aspects, but I do like the way they, I do like the way that they're they're pushing the story forward in some respects. Um, but not a lot, you know. Uh, like the more we talked through it, the more and more I realized, like, huh, you know, like I, I've liked a few things that have happened this season, but for the most part, it hasn't been a great season. Sorry, season of television. You said it hasn't been. Yeah, it, yeah, like not particularly, I, I, not particularly. Because, like you know, there's a lot of negative reviews after the episode comes out, and I'm just kind of like, you know, I, it, it doesn't blow me away anymore. Like it's not like, oh shit, like this is really like gripping me or anything. <clears throat> it's just, it's a show. Yeah. Some interesting. I still care about the characters somewhat, but in general, I don't feel like, I don't feel excited about what it's building towards. And I'm kind of mad. I'm like, y'all had all this fucking time. Y'all could have got, like, y'all had all this time to really think and just be like, okay, what are we going to do? And then, no. It was like, nada. We just going to do this. We are going to make Nate and Cassie. I think the biggest thing I don't like is Nate and Cassie. That's the, that's the really thing that's going to shit out me. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think that, I think that is the big, the big one for me that's like, Anytime that part of the show's on, I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, man, this shit again. Because it 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 hasn't. What we're four episodes later, and what the fuck? They fucked at the party, and now they've they've kept they've kept fucking, and now Maddie and Nate are kind of maybe, and it's like it's just been a it's just been a giant like, oh god, what the fuck is going on? And that's just kind of what the whole season. I'm is I'm just right waiting now. for like, Maddie oh god, just to find out, on? and that's yeah. it. Like the the best thing that has came out of that relationship is Nate saying. She will want to kill me, but she will kill you. That's the best yeah. thing that has come out of that was that line. That was it. Like, it's just so dumb. And I've, I, like, I felt like, I really thought Cassie was going to, like, have, like, a little bit of a more of a character development after all the yeah. abortion and McKay. Like, I really thought she was going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need no fucking man. Fuck y'all. And then, no, but apparently she's just been left more vulnerable than ever. Yeah. Like, uh, which I thought was interesting. And I guess, like, I hopefully we see a, a rise in character development later. But it's just like, I don't know. I just like I, I didn't see this part of Cassie the entirety of the first season. So it feels like I'm watching a brand new character at times. I just, um, I just don't feel as if they they're exhibiting any development from last season. Like they're all just sort of. At a at the same spot or worse than when we first met them, which makes it feel right. like there hasn't been any arc that's taken place over the first. No, season yeah, and, and I think like I think, you know, because it's a TV show, obviously, you know, that's the job of it. It's supposed to have an arc. The other the other side of me goes, "Hey, there's juniors in high school or whatever. Uh, 
not going to see a ton of development over the course of uh over the course of a couple weeks in high school. Um, I mean, but you know, it is TV. It is TV. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, I don't have many more thoughts on the first uh, on this uh, first half of the second season of Euphoria. I uh, want to ask a question. If there was like a like, what would y'all have done in season two? Like y'all was writing it. What would y'all would have done to like make the show better? Hmm. I would I would have the characters interact with each other more because I feel like now like the the on the whole ensemble they're off doing their own narratives and experiencing the script that way. But if they could experience the script alongside one another more often, it would feel I think more set more. It would feel like they were like you were seeing their development or like what what might be changing the dynamic is like it's always rue with jules and now um elliot and then nate with either cassie or or Cassie. yeah and maddie with cassie or nate and yeah we were getting a lot more intermingling in season one it all feels very separate in season two and i I do i do agree that's that is i i think that's almost certainly a big part of why this feels like a step back like we need we need another carnival we like we need another place where we are all at, at the same party time. A carnival, or something, a pool party, like something. I, you know, because like I'd say the first episode of this season was the best episode so far for my money. It was. And yeah. Where were we? It was. I agree. Um, we were at a party where everyone was at. What I would have um, done would have continued the Nate and Jules thing, but follow me. <laughs> the Nate and Jules thing. But Kat, uh, Maddie and Jules would have had so much more interactions, so much more, and they could have like kind of exposed Nate a little bit with like, so you did this to Tyler, like so what did you do to Tyler? Nate can find out that Kat, like how much power Maddie does have over him to believe ever, anything that came out her fucking mouth, and it's like that I would have really like express that in a way and like that's that's just what I would have done because I felt like that would have made it a little bit more better just to have Jules and Cassie really Jules and Maddie wait which one is which yeah. one is titties which one is not titties hold on Cassie. Uh, Maddie is the chick who is who was with uh, Nate in the first okay season. yeah uh, <laughs> Maddie <laughs> is I love the fact like I'm like the, the female in this podcast because I feel like if another man was being like which one is titties and which one is not it would just be like oh no, god that's, that's why that's why I went the woman that Nate dated in the first season was Maddie yeah this is, this is so much fun but anyway <laughs> you get free reign out here yeah of course um like I just really wish like it was them three Jules Maddie Nate like I really felt like if that mm. was such a a more developed thing that would have been like shit mm-hmm. that would have been no, fucking yeah, amazing yeah. like just imagine somehow some way they all in Nate's bed and then the fucking father walks in it's like yo what the fuck yeah what the fuck gonna go on here <laughs> yeah no I think uh, I think so far if I were to do anything differently um I'd make the show happy and I'd make Rue clean. 
um, I'd go ahead and uh, just kill off everyone who's a negative, a negative uh, source of energy. And, you know, everything would be okay. <laughs> I think if I had to write it, that's how I'd do it. Um, no, nah, but uh, for real, I think uh, my thing is that, like, uh, while I do have many gripes with, with the show as a whole, uh, from the bones that we have right now, it's like, I don't know what how drastically things change here. Like, if you do have Jules, Maddie, Nate being a storyline, then Rue's story is immensely different because now it's not about Elliot, Rue, and Jules, and it becomes something else entirely. And then the whole show is different at that point. And it's like, I don't, I don't know how to spin off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to spin off every other character. Is it like Jules? Um, uh, Rue was the only one that's by herself. She doesn't have like a connection to like anything. Like she just by herself. Everyone's and, yeah. uh, and that that is absolutely purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know, she's uh she's driving everyone away. That like it makes perfect sense that she's alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just that like it, it. I felt like as she withdrew further and further into herself, we might see more intermingling of the other characters. And, you know, we did kind of get a taste of that in this last episode at the at Maddie's party, where like. It just would have been cool if they went ahead and, and it was just a party that Rue wasn't at. Um like Rue didn't Rue didn't go. Yeah. Uh so like Yeah, I don't know. How do you guys think like how season two is gonna play out? Like what's the theories for like how it ends? I couldn't even I, yeah, I couldn't I, even give you a general sense I, of direction. I literally can't even predict it. Like I <laughs> I've given up. Predicting. The only thing that I feel like is that Rue is going to get in. The only thing I feel is for certain in season two is that Rue's and Fast are going to get into, into some shit about her taking $10,000 worth of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Fez is going to, like, I think that's going to become Fez's problem uh, at 100%. some point. Like, like uh, Rue, Rue is going to go to him for help. He's too fucking nice. Uh, he'll he'll help her or or maybe that's maybe that's like the last straw you know maybe that's like the get the fuck out of my life like i can't i can't do this shit Rue. like i can't i can't have it's you around starting to hurt. Uh, yeah yeah right <laughs> like you, you you just never know uh especially with this show i think uh i mean it's so for a really long time i thought cal was gonna die but i don't think cal dies anymore um, not after this last episode. I feel like he might uh, leave the show. Oh, I man, not his character, but I feel like his character is like not going to really be here that much anymore. I think they'll figure out a way to tether him to this drama, especially with that tape still being out there. Like, there's, there's somehow, there, there's some way he's going to stay yeah, he, involved. And he's always played a pretty central role for some reason. I'm not entirely sure what that reason is. All right, then I'm gonna, adult. I'm gonna go ahead. That's like I'm going, uh. Maddie finds out that's that's a powder keg. That's just obvious that Maddie finds of out course. about Nate and Cassie. Uh, and then in retaliation, bringing Cal back into the show, uh, you know, she she goes ahead and acts on having that disc uh, of her of him and Jules uh-huh. as as retaliation against Nate. Um, it's just so I, I also realize that Cal's the only adult that's like in this shit. With these teenagers. That's because he fucked one That's of them. because I put my dick in this one <laughs> teenager. 
Like he was scared shitless when Jules came up to him at the carnival. He was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that shit was that shit was rough. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be like, "Hi, this is free, <laughs> by the way." I will say also, uh, Nate is obviously still a massive piece of shit, but they went really, really, they went much harder on Nate being truly evil in season one. They um, did same with Cal. Um, they've they've distance themselves a little bit from anyone being like evil having like purely bad intentions it seems like it seems like they've kind of found a way to at least attempt to humanize everybody um and like there was a good interview with uh the guy who plays cal i can't remember his name right now uh but he says something along the lines of like the backstory they give on him of him being younger like you know like he and this was a perfect way to put it is that it's not an excuse for his actions, but it might shed a little light on why he is the way he is. And I was like, it, it absolutely did. You know, like I officially feel like I understand Cal's pretty much whole fucking thing now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think, I, I don't think he's excused, you know, like he shouldn't have done most of the shit he's done, but uh, uh doesn't change the fact that, you know, it, it, it has become more understandable. Right. Um, Okay, well, that's it for me on on Euphoria. So, yeah, I don't got I don't got shit else yeah. either. Tavares, no, I think I think we covered it. Yeah, all in all, you know, like I enjoy watching it week to week, but uh, still not still not fantastic. I just like being entertained. Uh, but yeah, with that, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. Was I Colton Robertson? I was joined by the magnificent Tavares Bennington. Thank oh, you very much. Of course, of course, yeah, you know. And the wonderful Aurora Carter, thank you. Thank you for having me, yay. Of course, of course, and if you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find well over 22 hours of exclusive content at this point. A bunch of artwork I post up over there, it's wonderful. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram, at PennyBloomPodcast. Keep up with us on the Book of Boba Fett coverage week to week. We only got two episodes left. Uh, check out... Uh, Check out uh, every Friday we're covering a movie uh, from every every fucking year, 1970 through 2022. Every Friday, be there. Uh, and remember, peace, love, and bloom. You're confused, bro. I'm fucking confused, bro. <laughs>